Welcome back to Bear With Me. The Boston Bruins are now 50, 10, and 5. They are the fastest team to 100 points. They are the fastest team to 50 wins in NHL history. My name is Joe Capone. That's Rob Tachi. Rob, how you doing, buddy? They are also the slowest team to 10 losses. Is that true? And I'm and I'm doing well. Yeah, no, they're the last team to have double digit losses. So I well, mean, I, guess I don't know if all time, but at least for this season, yes. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to find positives. Okay, it's like I was saying to somebody it's yesterday. Right like, now, even when when you send me that stat, it's like, what was it the tenth time all season they had been behind by multiple goals? Mm-hmm. I'm like, even when they're bad, it sounds good. You're like, wow, that's incredible that they are that bad that rarely. I mean, never. They are just never down yeah. by two or more goals. They've been down yep. exactly three times now. Never mind uh, four. Yeah. So briefly, this was a weird part of the schedule anyway to do a home and home uh, against Detroit. Detroit. Ugh. Yeah, home and home against Detroit. It was like a night game and then a matinee. No, right? Was it two matinees? Yeah, it was two matinees. Yeah, two yeah, matinees. Sorry, two two matinees. Very very odd. Uh, but I will say I did not expect them to come out of this with one come from behind victory and one near come from behind victory. Cause that's what I would call the second game of this the second game of this little hockey series here. Yeah. Uh, yes. A was, tease, a tease, if you will. Yesterday, Montgomery was saying that um, he was like, they're treating it like a game four and a game five or like a game five and a game six of a playoff theory, which I was Makes like, sense. I'm like, can you expand on that? I don't like what? Why? Uh, I think they meant more just like the home and home aspect of it, and maybe just like a the mentality of like we need to win both of these. Or like they're just trying to practice for the playoffs. They're not. They don't really care about the rest of the season. They are also they've also clinched the playoffs on March 11th. What? What? Just celebrate 311. (laughs) They. To commemorate the band known as 311, the Boston Bruins are in a playoff spot in March. I love it. I mean, I feel like it's like it within a couple of days and be like, they've clinched the division. Like, how long until they clinch the division? Like, Toronto is like not that close. Like I like I know it's a matter of like, well, if the Bruins lose all their games and Toronto wins all their games. Well, it's actually possible. Yeah, they both uh, have 17 games left, in the Bru- but the Bruins lead by 17 points. All right, so they still got a little bit to go. Probably like another 8 to 10 games, but... Yeah. 17 games left, bro. That still seems like a lot. Like, doesn't it feel like... I mean, maybe it's because they've clinched a playoff spot, but like <laughs> mentally, I'm like, so the playoffs are like next week, right? Like, no. I get they're that. Not. They're I get five that. Five and but... a half weeks away. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be a little bit, but I don't know. I still think just seventeen regular season games, seventeen guaranteed games. Well, twenty one guaranteed games of this squad left. Yes, that is sad. I'm sad. I'm pretty sad. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited, no, but I'm also sad. It's been so much fun, and like it still is. Like yeah. I mean, that loss sucked, but um, that being the the five three loss to Detroit in Detroit. Yeah, Do you I mean, just want to jump into that game? Just like kind of, the we, first we rarely get a chance. That, it's been a while since we've talked about a game like the moment it ended. Oh, you want to talk about the most recent one? Oh, we can talk about the previous one. Yeah, let's I do. Know. It's up to you, bro. I'm going to leave this in your hands. What do you want to do? 
Oh, let's uh, let's do the pre. Let's do the win. Um, okay. So for our listeners, I am now in the garden for the games. I've been given the keys to the chocolate factory. No one's figured it out yet. Uh, but for this game and the Rangers game of last Saturday, March fourth, I was in the press box and locker room. It's been a very surreal experience. I like that Monty thing I just said. That was like his like pregame interview, which is like a nice little bonus to following the podcast. Now you get some uh, little inside knowledge. Uh, but it was, I'll talk about yesterday's game because I mentally have forgotten about most of the Rangers game, other than the Rangers just looked really shitty for some reason. Mm-hmm. Um, that was an interesting game. Like, cause, and I mean, the whole narrative, everybody talking about how they looked like shit in the opening period, they just looked terrible. Like they were getting outskated and like obviously outscored, like let up a power play goal, let up a shorthanded goal, like ugh. But then they just like flipped the switch and like kicked ass in the second period, and then they were kind of kind of mid in the third. Um, but overall, a very entertaining watch. Very very like 2022-23 Bruins in the way that never out of it. Like even when they kind of suck in the beginning, you like the back of your head, you're like, no, I, I mean I'm not gonna. I'm not going to say they're out of it because they're really not. I mean, two goal leads, nothing, but um, physical too. Physical game. Yes, very. Yeah. I Hathaway lo- and Orlov both yeah. looked like they were like just bats out of hell, bro. And Cliffy, dude, them pairing up Orlov and Clifton, I love. Like, I get the whole like maybe spread the the hitting wealth a bit, mm-hmm. but I think they play really well together. I know like the similar size, similar play style. Uh, Cliffy, I think, is faster than Orlov. Orlov is not a terribly fast skater. Mm. Um, but there, there's like that sequence towards the end of the game where Clifton buried somebody, and then like a minute later, Orlov buried somebody, like in the exact same spot. Too. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that that's like that kind of stuff. I'm like, ooh, I missed the playoffs. It's like that's like because you're gonna get that way more often, especially with this 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 group. Oh yeah, oh yeah. You, I always forget what a difference there is in play style come late April. Yeah. Like I, I was watching clips from, I think it was the 2018 run. And I was thinking it's like the intensity you have in like the closing minutes of regular season game. That's either tied or you're like down by one. It's like that, but the whole game, like more Mm -hmm. or less, it's like, I I love that so much. It's just full tilt. Like there is no reason to conserve any energy. Like, you're going, going, going all the time. And it's the fucking Dude, best. Like I went back and I watched the Defumi highlight. Who like if there's one guy who deserves a shout out, it's Defumi. Holy oh cow. God, yeah. What a Absolutely. what a service does that man provide? Give him a medal of honor. Uh I was watching the Defumi cut of game three of the twenty eleven cup final. And that is that's the Horton game. Mm-hmm. It is uh it is a lot of games. It is a lot of games. I will I will leave it to you. I don't want to spoil the 2011 Stanley <laughs> Cup final for anybody. But uh, I would seriously go back and watch it. My heart was pounding, bro. I was on the uh, bike, like at the gym. Okay, well, that but probably Watching has something this. to do with it. That's probably, You're that's just sitting in it. You're not even exercising. You're just sitting on the bike. like Yeah, and I'm just trying it, so to test the heart, heart rate, rate sensors exactly. is what I'm doing. Exactly. And, uh, man, I would seriously go back and, and check that out if you want a taste of playoff hockey. Are we, uh, wait, what's the move on going to the playoffs? Are, are you, are you out skis? Yeah. So, like we talked last night, it's like, uh, I didn't understand. I've never had season tickets for it. This is my first season. I knew that I got 
in a way, first dibs on my seats. I did not know the logistics of it. So I got an email from the Bruins and I looked at my, through my account and the way it works is uh, they basically first, they're like, well, first we need you to renew for next season. And if you don't do that, you can still get your playoff tickets, your seats for the this playoff run, but you need to prepay for every possible game. So that is four games of each round getting increasingly more expensive. And it is like, for me, it was just under $6,000. If you do renew your seats, uh, you can do pay as we play. So it's like, on I think it's a round-to-round basis. Mm-hmm. Or it might even just be like, like since there's only guaranteed two games, actually that's what it is. I think it's there's only two games guaranteed right now, so you just pay for those. And as more games become like, oh, they're absolutely playing a game, like uh, five like and a game six or game or, six, yeah. yeah, whatever. Math, game five and game seven. Um, and so I, I really wanted to do that, but it was really difficult for me to like kind of want to pull the trigger on season tickets because they're really expensive, and I don't know how good they're going to be next year. Uh. I did what I said to you. What did I say before this episode? I wanted to save something for you. Yeah, I pulled the trigger. You and I are going to game one of the what playoffs. The like, fuck yeah, are you yeah. Talking yeah, about? we're going to game one, buddy. Uh, we're going to game one. What? Yeah. Uh, so there it is. <laughs> I wanted to see your live reaction. So I, dude, <laughs> they had a pre-sale this morning wow. at eleven a.m. and I was like, oh, whatever. Like, I'll be up. Forgot about daylight savings time. Woke up at eleven fifteen, and I I hopped in the queue, and there was like two hundred people in front of me, and it was mm-hmm. like trickling, and then it started going suspiciously fast, and I was like, they're out. And when I opened it up, there was like five like groups of seats left, and I kept clicking on them, and they're like, nope, they're gone. I'm like, well, then do not show them to me. And then there was another yeah. sale at three p.m. to the general public, mm-hmm. and <laughs> woo, uh, open that one up. Uh, minimum. $500 a seat up to $2,000 for the loge. This is game one, round one. That's round, round The finals, you're going to have to like take out a loan to like go to a single game. But so when I saw that, wait, I was, wait, wait. So did you renew? You didn't renew for next year. You just bought. Nope. I renewed no, for you next did. year. I renewed for next year. Um, so we're doing, you're doing pay as you play. Yeah. So I am doing a um, payment plan for next season. And then we're doing pay as we play. Any games I don't go to, honestly, I'm just setting money aside to pay for next season. Um, mm-hmm. I think that is economical. But I could have not fucking go. And I wanted to be like, hey, we're going. So, so we're going to game one. Wow. Um, I think we should do like a recording when we get we get back to my place afterwards. I think yes. that would be that'd be pretty entertaining. Um, but I'm super super will podcast that. from the Uber. Hell yeah. Oh god, no. I have terrible experiences in Ubers. For our listeners. I get incredibly car sick, like so incredibly car sick. Like if I am not driving and I'm in a car for more than 10 minutes, I need my head out of the window like a dog or I will be sick. Uh, so the idea and of me and you, anything yeah. in Uber. There was a than... night that me and you took an Uber and yes. it was a, a Tesla. Yes. And uh, Tesla's, they move so goddamn Woo! zippy. You got some giddy up on them. And uh, yeah, we both, it ruined our night. Ruined our night. Yep, <laughs> that was fun. We we made a uh, a DoorDash order for McDonald's. <laughs> we got back to my place, and mm-hmm. we're like, we are in no condition to eat McDonald's right yeah. now. I canceled it. I was like, we're having a medical emergency, <laughs> <laughs> which was a which lie. Is, but I would argue it, it was close. It wasn't a 
full lie. It wasn't a bold face lie. It was a, a stretch. I would argue it's only kind of a lie. Yeah, I, it was self-inflicted and stupid, but it felt like an emergency at the time. Uh, yeah, well, maybe we'll do a very nauseous podcast after game one. That'd be great. I'm oh. sure that'll be a treat to listen to. How did they uh, lose to the Red Wings, bro? Dude, I don't know. That's like what I'm upset about is what is it with these like middle to shitty teams that just like for whatever reason give Boston a run for their money? Like really, I'm only talking about the Red Wings because of this home and home mm-hmm. and then the Ottawa Senators where mm-hmm. I'm like, why do we have a hard time beating you? Like it's like they just will like stop Toronto. They'll like wipe the floor with Tampa every now and then. But there's something about like these like bottom dwelling teams that just like they can't solve as easily it doesn't help that the power play is ass but like that is a huge part of it that is a huge part of it but uh i i don't know what it is dude they normally don't play down to their opponent's level so i don't know what it is but when they're getting run bro they make shit teams like the wings like the sense look good i don't like that no, nor do I. The thing is that you got to remember being on top, right? First of all, it's lonely at the top. Second of all, people, it's, your, it's their Super Bowl. You know what I mean? It's everybody else's Super Bowl. It's getting a chance to play against the Bruins. Yes. Don't you want to take down the Giant? You got to remember that. That's part of it. Yeah, I just, I don't know. It, it didn't sit well with me. I did not expect them to lose either of these games. Mm-hmm. Um. The Edmonton game, I did kind of have not, I want to say marked as a loss, but like my guard was up for a loss a lot higher than it was for Detroit. I was like, this is a very losable game. Um, yeah, no, I, I yeah, like, and it felt it out of the gate, but I, I think anybody would be lying to you if they said that they imagined the Red Wings are going to put up seven goals in these two games. Yeah. Um, who sat out this? Oh, Lindholm. We didn't have Lindholm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. huge huge loss like i'm not gonna be like a sample size of one game being like oh you lose Lindholm and then like you let up four goals I'm like well that's not not related uh i i what do you think about the whole like defenseman getting rotated out like what are your thoughts on how that's been going so far uh i think it's a little odd to be taking somebody like cliffy out i think it's weird to have Lindholm out he was out because like he was like not feeling is... well. Hmm? He was out because like his foot was hurting, not because oh. like it was his turn. He blocked a shot, but Montgomery is like he'll be playing in Chicago. Okay, so that's what this is. That was a very. But beyond that, every time a defenseman's been out, it's because it's their turn to sit. Like I didn't love just... Forbert being sat yesterday. No, I think I mean is Grizz the answer? Is it Grizz? Yes, <laughs> that's what I was gonna get to. I'm like. We're just not at a point with the roster specifically, you know, the defensive depth uh, where I think that Grizz makes this lineup right now, at least not game one. Like it's the playoffs rest. your. I mean, it's the regular season, like rest your guys. It's fine. I get it. Especially when you get Orlov in um, where like someone has to obviously. And like, you don't want to sit out the same person every time. Like you got to keep them warm. So like, I understand it and I like, I'm fine with it, but at the same time, it's frustrating when you have a loss, when it's like, well, why was Clifton out? Like, well, like, why, why, like, you take out your most physical defenseman and why yeah. are you taking Forbert out? Like, one of your best penalty killing defensemen. Like, 
I don't know. It was frustrating. And but again, today was different with Lindholm just needing the day off. But yeah, I think the other thing too is that like Grizz is fighting for his spot, even though he's like defensively not as sharp as you know some of these other guys like Clifton. Uh, he did have a goal and assist. He was a plus three, uh, three shots uh, in almost twenty one minutes. Yeah, against the Red Wings in this is today or today's loss. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, plus three. I mean, that's that's not nothing. Plus three with two points. That's good. I mean, all right, all right. Sorry, my bad. Like it's weird. It's like he's fighting for his spot. It's like it's like, bro, you were supposed to be the answer. So it's like he's forcing your hand to keep these guys rotating. And I don't know how good that is. I don't know. I think there's a lot to be said about defensive pairing chemistry. I agree. More being... so than I think with line chemistry, especially this year where Montgomery's just made it the norm to just constantly be shaking people up. And I will now transition into, uh, I don't love that he is separating the checks. Uh, I, I get it because like he want, that's just his thing. But like when you find something as good as them, like as a trio, like don't stop messing with it. Like solidify that one a little bit. Um, and I don't make the, don't make the checks mix is what you're saying. Jesus Christ. Yes. More or less. Uh, and I feel the same way about, uh, the fourth line now with Greer, Nosek, Hathaway. Love Mm -hmm. them. That is great. That is a great line. Um, I didn't like Bertuzzi on the second line, uh, Mm -hmm. with, was it Krejci and pasta? I didn't, I don't. I, I just don't want to put Bertuzzi with Krejci and Vasta. Like, yeah. not only that, it's I did an odd want... line. It, yeah. it doesn't. It feels like almost half of an identity. And like, as soon as he put Zaka back in that line, they were making seriously meaningful scoring chances. In the Saturday like, game, the Greer and Bertuzzi, like as a duo, bro, were crazy physical. Yeah, I I like that a lot. Like, I think come playoffs, they're gonna or- probably keep guys together more based on like their identities instead of just the like hey let's see what happens which is kind of what it feels like right now Mm -hmm. yeah i I think i might be a bit i don't know i could see monty switching it up in the playoffs couldn't you i guess and like zaka coil freddy that's a weird line to me like it just feels like they're like you have like i don't know like it's zaka's a skill guy and Bertuzzi mm-hmm. is like half skill, half physicality. And like just swapping them makes so much more sense to me. Like I would much rather have Bertuzzi, Coil, Frederick. That's a great line. I, that makes that sense. That's a good line. That just feels right. Right. That's kind of, it's kind of, I'm basing it mostly off feel, but uh, that is definitely I just, there's I, a lot of, I, I mean, there's a lot we can do with just some feel. Like, like just say three, you know, just a line together and you, you'll know. Yeah. Marshan Bergeron, DeBrusque. Yes. Of course. Absolutely. And like Sako Krejci pasta. Yes. Easy. I don't know. I like it's in, in Monty. We trust they're 50, 10 and five. Like they're in the playoffs. It's it doesn't. It's like this is like such small. Yeah. What is, like, I mean, small. Stakes, whatever the ex- darn expression is. What? <laughs> the stakes get high, bro. Like you can win 82 games, but then if you lose four, you're gone. So. Yeah, in those short bursts, I mean, this is the second stretch wherein like they 
kind of clump their losses together. You know, they lost four out of five uh, earlier in the year. Or what was that, last month? Yeah, yeah. It was uh, yeah, the, the end of January into the beginning of uh, February. Yeah. It was like the all-star break separated it. So they lost four out of five then. They've lost two out of three now. They're clumping their losses together. And if that's if that's a trend, that's one that you want to kill, bro. Like, you can't go into the playoffs and... I don't know how much how much truth there is to the fact that like these these losses are being clumped together, or if that's more just circumstance or whatever, but certainly not something you can afford to do in the playoffs. I I don't worry too much about this cluster because like if you look at the two losses, it's the Edmonton game, which was, I mean, it's not all on Bergeron and Marchand, uh, but they had the more glaring mistakes and like. Mm-hmm. That is Bergeron's annual mistake. Like, I'm not worried about that. It's not like a pasta turnover at the blue line. Like, that is not something that is like, wow, this trend needs to end quickly. And like, dude, him, <laughs> you did you hear him on the hot mic after that second goal in the Edmonton game? Bergy? Yeah. Yo, the fuck? Yeah. I, I, when's the last time you heard him like that? Like, I rarely do you hear him like that. Um so I, I don't worry too too much about that one. It was kind of mm-hmm. like an odd game for them. And then with this Fair. loss to Detroit, it's so easy to blame the power play. Like, so easy that I keep doing it myself. Mm-hmm. But they just, like, they don't have their legs in the opening periods lately, which has <sighs> been a they, thing all year. Like, There's some weird, there's a weird trend, bro, because in both of these Red Wings games, like, on the power play, they were just lacking finish. Like, they... Yeah, they were setting up right and they were creating chances and they were getting shots on goal. They just weren't able to finish, which is not like them at all. They have finishers. They're a roster full of finishers. Yeah, that's another thing. It's not like there's been stretches even this season, definitely at the end of last season, where there's just no movement in the power play. They can't get into the zone when they do. They're in there for like five seconds before it gets knocked down the ice. Mm -hmm. But like they're getting good passes, like they're getting set up for the most part. But like, Mm -hmm. you're right. It's just like, and I I was thinking the same thing today. Like, they just can't finish. They're doing everything but scoring, which is like, it's so when they're not doing that, you're like, oh, all they have to do is like figuring out the passing or figuring out the entries. But like, when you're doing that, you don't score. It's like, Christ, like, it just feels like it's randomness against you almost. Yeah. I mean, they were making, I'm going to, Magnus Helberg. What a name. I mean, that guy. Name wise, has got to be six five, right? Like you can't be five ten. Magnus Helberg. I don't think you're legally allowed to be. No. Magnus Helberg. Helberg. He's six six. six. <laughs> you're right. <laughs> he's six six, he's and he's from boy. Sweden. He looks like a Viking. Oh my goodness. Magnus Helberg. <laughs> oh, he's a nine zero one now. It went up. He had an eight nine nine the other day. We brought him into the 900. Pr- proud of him. <laughs> Swayman with an 840 today. Yeesh. Tough one. I, I was a little surprised that um, uh, Olmark or Swayman got the start against Edmonton. Because you knew it was going to be back and forth. So I thought yeah. Olmark was going to get the two of the three. And like, Swayman's great. But I would still want Olmark in that against Edmonton. Like, you know, the best offense in the league. It's like whenever we play the Islanders and they didn't put 
Sorkin and Net. I'm like, all right, that's a weird move. Like, yeah, it felt like the equivalent. I'm like, this is the time to put him in the net. I would think. Uh, I don't know. I mean, is it too early to start giving Olmark a disproportionate amount of games off to maybe switch switch the sixty forty the other way? Well, I was. I'm curious. Well, I, can you refer? Can you say that again? I just want to make sure. Is it too early to switch the sixty forty? To Swayman's favor for now, give give Olmark a little bit more rest before. Yeah, I don't think you should yes. do that at all at any point. No, no. Well, I think Olmark, Olmark your starter, obviously. Olmark is your they're riding with Olmark. Once the playoffs come, I don't expect them to go back and forth. They're gonna ride the hot hand with Olmark. At least I really hope so. You don't. You, you seem to be. I don't. I don't really see. I see him playing more. I see it being more like seventy thirty than it is the sixty forty that it is now. I, I just. That's I don't love that in the playoffs. I think if you got it's just the one, way they've operated, I just don't see them switching anything because everything has worked. I know it's just something about the playoffs. I'm like, I just don't want to like run two goalies in the playoffs. Like, I don't like that. Like, just like if you got one guy, like especially if Walmart's like standing on his head, like don't ice him, like keep him in. Um. So, but so assuming that is the case, I would expect him to still be getting the majority of the starts throughout this year mm-hmm. or the end of this season. Um, and like, I, by the end of the season, the games aren't going to really mean anything for anybody. I mean, like the last few people were playing, I don't think any of them are really going to be gunning for a wild card, maybe Washington at that point, but Montreal, Philly, New Jersey, Toronto, like they're all set, but they're either definitely in or definitely out. Yeah. So like, I just don't know how competitive those games are going to be like, so I don't, I don't even really know what I'm saying, but I don't know. I, I would hope to expect or would think to expect that Olmark is going to continue to get the majority of the starts. And then I would also think he would be your definite starter for game one through however many. This one, this game today, this Sunday loss to Detroit. Looking back through every other loss that this team has had this year, including the 3 2, the, the shootout loss. Uh, in Ottawa, including the shootout loss to the Kings. Uh, I don't even think there's like really a third. The 7-5 to five game in Ottawa. I think this is the most shocking loss. 5-3 to three to Detroit. 5-7 to seven to Ottawa to begin. I, I think that one, I know that was really early. That was literally the fourth game of the season. But that was like, what? what is this? So yeah. to your, but I, I guess like once we've established how good the Bruins are this season to then lose five to three to Detroit, I completely see your point. Yeah. And the thing with that game is it, it didn't feel like they looked like shit because they were going back and forth that whole game. That was a great game. The seven to five game. That was uh, crazy. It was awesome. I mean, it was back and forth and back and forth. And it was also their first loss of the year. And it was like, I don't, it didn't feel shocking. It's like, oh yeah, they're, they're going to lose at some point. Like, yeah, Ottawa's Ottawa, but like. Whatever they're three and one, but coming off of the, being the fastest team ever to fifty wins and losing to Detroit in like what was kind of a lifeless effort is I I would say the most shocking loss of the year because it was supposed to be as you stated, bro, an eight game win streak coming right up. It was supposed to be Detroit, Detroit, Chicago, Winnipeg, Minnesota, Buffalo, Ottawa, Montreal. Yeah, Tampa was the only one that I was like, that that could stop it. Yeah, and because then after that, it's Tampa at Carolina. Yeah, back that, to back. That'll, that'll so, be fun. That'll be that good. will be something. 
I think you get the full lineups on those two games too. It's gonna be like a rare late season chance to really try to play your your playoff roster before, or maybe not. I don't know because those I I have no idea. We'll we'll see what the rest of the league looks like at that point. But yeah, and then from there, after those two games, after Tampa Carolina, you really don't have another real game. I mean. Not really. Toronto? I mean, they played, yeah, I was going to say Toronto and New Jersey. People, I mean, myself included, forget that how good New Jersey is right now. Like, mm-hmm. third in the league. Yeah, but also, like, kiss my ass. You know what I mean? I don't give a shit about New Jersey. I yeah. Just <laughs> I just really don't. Like, they don't catch my radar. You were just like, I'm like, kind of sleeping on them. Yeah, I don't like, I don't care. Never well, mind. like, it's like I, I acknowledge how good they are because they are very good. But, mm-hmm. like, I, no part of me thinks we're going to see them in the playoffs. I don't think they get past Carolina. I don't really know who other than Boston could. Uh, Carolina is so goddamn good. Like, they're so good. Like, it, I try not to think about Carolina. That's like, it's I, they, they stress me out. They're just so fast and so yeah. heavy. And goddamn, they're good. I don't like playing them in the playoffs. It's fine. Yeah, there's some, there's, they come with a, a weird air about them, bro. Okay, so 17 games remaining for Boston. Yeah, yeah. And only seven of them start at 7 o'clock. Oh! They're either like 8, 8.30, 2, what? Uh, 1, 3, 3.30, 6. What is this? What the fuck is a 6 o'clock game? I don't know, dude. They play They play in Philadelphia on Sunday at 6 p.m. Gross. Also, what's a what? 2 p.m. start? What? Oh, it's in Minnesota, so it might be a time. I've seen that. Yeah, it's a it's a one p.m. on the Central Time that, Zone. Also, but I don't know. I, apropos of nothing, I would like to talk about how frustrating broadcasting has been lately, and how needlessly you, yes. difficult the league is making watching hockey. Yes. So let's take the Edmonton game for example. Let's talk about you, it. You're talking about the best team in hockey and the best player in hockey. Let's talk it, about it. Exactly it. Best team, best player facing off. ESPN plus slash Hulu blocked out in Boston and ESPN's website is garbage. So when I went to go log in to watch it after the fact, they're like, Oh, oops, it's not working. Maybe later. So like, all right, word. Like you think the NHL would be like marketing that fucking heavily. Cause McDavid is one of those guys. Like you do not need to really know hockey to watch him play and be like, wow, that guy's really good. So for them to like essentially bury this game, which is the word I keep using, is so indicative of, or just like speaks to how poorly the NHL markets their own product. Yeah. And it doesn't help when you have like Stephen A. Smith being like, I don't give a shit. Like, it's like, they don't count. What, were the, what was the conversation? They were talking about like what the next New York team to win a championship will be, and someone's like the Rangers, and he's like, "We're no, we're, we're not. I'm not. We're not talking about that. That doesn't count. No." Yep. And then he, and then like later on, was like, "You know, I was kidding." It's like, no, 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 no. Like your boss called you. It's like, hey, Steve paid half a billion dollars to be able to talk about hockey, so maybe, maybe let's do not it. Yeah. Actively bury them further. Uh, the thing is, like, I have some respect, and DJ Bean said this. He's just the really the guy who um, sparked this thought in my mind. Is like, I I respect the fact that there are people in sports media who are willing to say things like, 
that's not my area of expertise. I don't really want to talk. I don't really know much. Like, I think that's a lot. Cause like you watch those shows and like guys have like opinions on college volleyball. It's no, like, you, you really no, you think you really think North Carolina is better than Texas in, in volleyball. You I have an opinion. Are. And uh, so to just say like, if, if he had said something to the effect of like, like, are the Rangers that good? I'm, I'm really not familiar with the NHL. I'm really not in tune with the NHL. And then and then hear it out and whatever, that that's something. But to say you don't know anything about hockey except you love Gary Bettman, he's your guy, is so funny. It's so accidentally funny because, like, he's definitely no way he has any idea about the way the fans feel about Gary Bettman. For that, but for that to be, like, your one hockey thing is fucking... That's like if you wanted to write a skit about someone pretending they knew hockey but clearly did not and telegraph mm. that as quickly as possible, the opening line would be, Gary Bettman's my guy. Be like, yeah. wrong. You don't need to proceed. We know. All right. We get, we're on to you already. We're all, we're on to you. Hmm. Yeah. All right. Yeah. yeah I, so I, I also thought that because I have uh, cable and I pay for ESPN, surely I get the game that's on ESPN. Incorrect. Plus. No, because it's on ESPN Plus, Joe. It's a separate channel that you got to buy for $100. Thing. And I'm not doing that. Well, then you and don't get to watch the game. I And I just got rid of Hulu. So I wasn't going to like repurchase Hulu just for me to re-get rid of Hulu. And, and even when people are like, oh, you just have to do this and that and this and that. I'm like, it should not be any effort like, like to watch a game. Like It should, it should not be, be turn the TV on. I shouldn't have to look up who, which of the seven broadcasting companies that cover hockey games has this one and then log into my paid streaming service for this like third game they'll cover this season. And honestly, even like for take today, for example, I looked up so many places. I'm like, who has today's game? And TNT, 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 all anybody said. So I load up the TNT feed. And I'm like, all right, I'm watching the game. And then I see it's also on Nesson. Like, they don't even tell you when it's the home broadcast covering it. Like, let me know. Like, what? Like, I don't yeah. know. It's just, did it's you so... watch the TNT broadcast? I watched both of them at the same time. Like, Did you actually? I really did. Yeah. I, on my, my main screen, I had Nesson. And then my laptop next to me, I had ESPN. Just on, like, on a small delay. Mm-hmm. So I could look at stuff I just missed without having to rewind. Because I am a pretty crazy cool. person. Crazy smart. <laughs> that is actually pretty cool. Yeah, it was pretty nice. And honestly, even the little stuff, like there's like one point in the, in the early in the game where Marshan hit somebody on the boards and Nesson's mm-hmm. camera, it was like where Nesson's camera was like looking at closest. Yes. And you couldn't mm-hmm. really see it. And then I looked at the ESPN or the TNT feed and they had the angle from like one of the nets. So you got to see it clearly. I mean, that's, that's pretty cool. nice. Right. It's like little little stuff like that. Like also, I think someone told TNT the more shit there is on screen, the better your product is. Because it is unbelievable how many things they try to put on their screen in the middle of live play. Like their scoreboard is like the entire top of the screen. They have graphics underneath players, they have graphics above players. I'm like they integrate like they do the puck shadow thing sometimes too. Oh boy. Oh boy. Fox tracks. Bring it back. 
no like it's i hate praising nesson sometimes but like they for the most part just leave it be like they just have like the scoreboard in the top left sometimes the ticker is going and i hate the ticker Mm. i don't care about other scores we have the internet if i want to know the score i can find out the score fairly quickly yeah it's outdated yeah but to their credit nesson does for the most part keep it not cluttered at all i uh my Twitter has been very, very full of people uh, or of of me begging Nesson for different things. So kind of all, all my Twitter is, is me saying like, Nesson, could you do this? Nesson, could you do that? And I had one of the producers at Nesson reach out to me and be like, dude, calm down. Like, be a little patient, would you? Wait, for real? Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. <laughs> And I was, I didn't didn't reply. I was like, I was like, whatever, like, fuck you. And then the next day there, the thing I was asking for was in a Red Sox game. The next day they had like the thing that I had been bitching about. Well, that's even worse because now you know that they're listening. So you, I know. So now I feel like more like, so now I feel like I can't talk about it, but just um, send me the tweet and I'll tweet it out or (laughs) create a burner or something. Yeah, I felt I felt bad. Like the second you see that there's a human behind what you're talking about, I was like, oh, leave me alone. Sorry, I know <laughs> you're doing your stop. job. I know you're doing your best. I know you just want to go home. I just want to go home too. Nah, nah I can't help it. But I'll maybe we'll maybe the next thing on the docket is get rid of the ticker. People hate the ticker. Yeah, there's just no need for it. Like it's so outdated. Like I get why you would want it previously before mm-hmm. the internet was in your hand mm-hmm. and good but now it's just it's just nothing it's just in the way especially like when you can't see some of the game like if the puck is that that part of the screen you cannot see it like that drives me crazy i think i think that's also a matter of the cameraman like you got to get the cameraman aware that the ticker is on it's too advanced i'm afraid too advanced too advanced can't um it I, I, I have this new thing where I have a folder in my phone called podcast where I will move screenshots and photos into. So I remember to discuss certain things during our episodes. Yes. Uh, the first photo is the picture of Nosek scoring a goal with its ass in Igor's face. Cause that is hilarious. That is so good. The second that happened, I was like, that is going to be everywhere. What is more disrespectful to a goalie than that? Also, if you told someone it's like, yeah, they scored when their ass was on their helmet, I'd be like, wow, what what, what scenario caused this? Like, and who did it? Oh, it was no sick. Sure. Okay. Word. It's forehand, backhand, deke in the crease. Mm-hmm. Dude, the, <laughs> it's the angle of Igor's neck that's so good. It's <laughs> like, the fact it's that bending his, neck... his head. Like, <laughs> it's like, pressure. it's the fact that. Like, his head is bent up like he's playing video games in the target aisle. Just uh, right up there. Oh, that is good. What if he's out day to day with an upper body injury because someone <laughs> hit them two head in the hard with their ass? I think it's one of those injuries you just fight through. You you don't tell anybody about. Yeah. Oh no, that's uh. Or you just like purposely fall down a flight of stairs and be like, "This is what did it." Like, my second photo is that awful graphic ESPN had up of Pasternak. The one that like legitimate, oh like God. people called it out perfectly. They're like, this looks like it's from like a highlight reel on YouTube from 2008. It's exactly Dude, what it looks like. 
I think it looks like it's from Tony Hawk Underground. Yeah, honestly. Like, I hear Five Finger Death Punch when I look at that graphic. Yeah. Like, I just think of, like, like 240p highlight reels of, like, Zdeno Char, the Beast of Boston. Like, the Beast of Boston. Which I, I think get that, that actually is real one. Oh, <laughs> Chumble Wumba. Kissing you right away. Yeah, it was that always one, like, that song doesn't really work for like hockey reels, but it was always, always in them. I miss when there was like four songs you could legally use on YouTube. <laughs> and it was just like the same ones every single time. Like hyper red, unregistered hypercam too, like in the top corner. I miss old YouTube. I remember when they added advertisements and I was like, oh no. Like I remember ad free YouTube, like 2007 YouTube. Yeah. The first the first time I noticed YouTube was becoming a real thing was the music video for New Divide by Linkin Park <laughs> went up there and it was the first video I ever saw in 1080p. Oh. And the quality blew my mind. <laughs> and I was like this YouTube thing is going to get big. And that was 2008. This YouTube thing. And now it's... I predicted this, man. You you are the reason for their success. Yeah, I've been saying that. I've been saying that. Uh, my, my next photo is the response to Tony D'Angelo uh, having a hearing for spearing Corey Perry. Yeah. So this is like the one where it's like he spears Corey Perry and he has the four other lightning just on top of him. And the flyers on the ice are like, no, don't. No, stop. stop. And they're like, guys, skating. seriously. They're skating away. Like... <laughs> and then like what the talk comments was, meanwhile, the Tampa Bay Lightning have been given a congressional medal of honor for attacking <laughs> Tony D'Angelo. <laughs> <laughs> what a bum. Uh, is there what else is going on around the league? Because I don't I don't know how much I want to talk about the bees anymore right now. Losing two out of three just does feel deflating. It doesn't matter that they're the best team to ever do it. Blah 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 blah. This is uh just been sticking out of my head because that's hilarious. So the yeah. night the Bruins lost Edmonton, my sorry, Joe. Uh that mm. was they could have clinched that night if they won and like a few other specific teams lost, including the Buffalo Sabres. So I was curious. I was like, mm -hmm. all right, well, the Bruins lost. How are the Sabres doing? <laughs> the Buffalo Sabres lost 10 to 4 to the Dallas Stars. They lost Stars. 10 to 4. They lost 10 to 4. And the, they had the same goalie in the whole game. Why? That is so <laughs> mean. Like, why would you do that? That's just like when personal. number seven like, goes by you and you look to the bench and you're getting this, the stay wave. How do you how do you look at your coach after that? No, you just <laughs> Buffalo's Buffalo's goalie made thirty nine saves. So at first blush, you're like, "Wow, good night." How many did he let in? Ten. Ten. <laughs> he made thirty nine saves, and his save percentage was seven nine six. Oh, woof, woof, yish, <laughs> yish. That's just rude. And he made 39 saves, and his save percentage starts with a seven. Seven. <laughs> Come on. Like, that's brutal. What a night. Oh, my God. Putting up five goals in the third period, no less, too. Like, that alone. Jesus Christ. I don't think there's any, like, one player that, like, ran away with points either. It was, like, three, I think, was the maximum, which is crazy in its own right. 
Oh my mm. god, that was a wild one. But oh. uh, what what a, we got to check in with a wild card race? That's that's our our new thing. Yes, I've got it up, bro. Okay, at it right. Oh, I love seeing the X next to the Bruins. That that makes me happy. Pretty. Sick. Nobody else. Only only Boston. It's gonna be a you bit peasants. It's gonna be a long, long time. Honestly, will be. Touchdown yeah. brings me around again. There it is. Uh, okay, here's what's up. Here's what's up. The Penguins have been uh, doing all right. All right, the Penguins have been doing all right. So they are currently at 76 points with 65 games played. Okay, which is the same number of points as the Islanders, but who are in the second wild card spot right now. But the Islanders have played three more games. Now, there is a team who you might want to keep your shitty little eyes on. <laughs> is it your team? There is a team who is th- who also has three games in hand on the yeah, Islanders yeah. and is six points behind them. And they are about to go through the gauntlet. It is your Ottawa Senators. Your Ottawa Senators. <laughs> Don't loop me in like, they, are, they are my least ideal playoff matchup in the first round, straight up. Can you listen to this next stretch of games, Rob? When you said that, I looked it up, but yes, go ahead, please. Calgary, Edmonton, Colorado, Toronto, Pittsburgh, Boston, Tampa, New Jersey, Florida, Philly, Toronto, Columbus, Carolina, Florida, Tampa, Carolina, Buffalo. Are you fucking kidding me? That is the end like, of there's like schedule. two two or three games in there that are like they should definitely win and the rest are like no you're probably gonna lose <laughs> like it is sucks. nuts like, oh my the, god i know i've been riding the senators train for a oh while my god they might have the record they do because they haven't played anyone uh, like they have to play carolina twice they have to play boston they have to play tampa twice <laughs> they have to have this this the worst schedule that has to be them Dude, Boston, Tampa, New Jersey, Florida, Philly, Toronto is like a crazy stretch. Like obviously, like not, you know, Philly is what it is. But like, I wanted, I wanted to give Toronto some respect and and lump them in there. But oh man, poor, poor Sens fans, because you guys are right there. I just don't think you're going to do it because they just lost two out of three. They lost five zero to Chicago. And then beat Seattle, and then lost to Vancouver. So, like, figure it out. I can't. That is weird. You can't be doing that. Uh, they're having a weird time over there. Uh, the Canadians have lost six in a row. Good, dude. I real quick, just to kind of tie it back to the Bruins a bit. The and I yeah. mentioned this earlier. The Rangers did not look good at all when they were no. in Boston. I they look bad. They got nothing going. Yeah, they're getting kind of slapped around a little bit. Yeah, like that's, I don't know if it's just like one of those, like you can't just win a game based off top six talent or what. Mm -hmm. But even still, like the top six didn't really do all that much. Like Patty Kane was a little quiet. Like I was expecting like a little showmanship, but I was a little underwhelmed by their performance. I mean, they're they're four and six in their last 10. Uh, They are currently playing the Penguins. They are tied with the Penguins right now. But yeah, I mean they're they were supposed to be much better. And they're really not. When did they acquire uh 
what's his face? When did uh when did he join the squad? Kane or Tarasenko? Yeah. Uh, like right before the deadline. Like his first game was um the day before the trade deadline, that Thursday. So that would have been like uh March first, March second. His first game was March second. And that was the that was the game before the Bees game. Yes, yeah, they played Philly first. Or, yeah, they... no, they played the uh the Sens. Oh, what do I know? They they 500. They've been 500 since since the deadline. 2 and 2. Neither here nor there. Do they have but a Yeah, they I don't uh, I don't know anybody or any team that I look at and think they have displayed that they can regularly beat the Bruins or that like they have something that the Bruins can't stop or some kind. I mean, I understand Carolina kind of has that it factor, but like also kind of blow me, you know? Yeah. I, yeah. Like I, it always comes down to like who beats the Bruins four out of seven. Mm-hmm. I don't think, I don't know who could. I had a nice chat about this with a good friend of ours, uh, Mr. Jack Edwards. Did uh, you? I really did, honestly. It was amazing. Mm-hmm. I got to meet Jack. Incredibly nice. Of course, it was like, we'd love to have you on the pod. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, like we talked. He was just like, if when this roster is healthy, like, and like he kind of just like looked at me and I was like, I, I know, like, like, I don't, I don't know who can touch him, but it, it's, uh, I like once you get, t- <laughs> okay. Also, let's, lest we forget that the Bruins are playing out, playing without Taylor Hall and Nick Felino right now. Yeah. So Nick, miss- Nick's presence or absence is really felt. Yeah. Yeah. Um, big piece, big piece of this team. Yeah. And Taylor Hall's like, I missed him a lot in the Edmonton game. Like, he's like your like high motor, like just gets the puck in the other zone guy. Yeah. And when you play against a team as fast as Edmonton, like you need someone like that on your own, on your own end. Yeah. So for that, for that, I missed him. And then in Detroit, I missed him a lot. There were so many scrums in these two games and somehow no fights. Yeah. But I, I've really been missing Felino and I know the rest of the team is. It seems like Hall is not that far away. He's practicing odd Monday, which is weird. It is very weird. Uh, Nick was also photographed with that brace. I don't know if we mentioned that on here. Yeah. And we did not. That huge mechanical brace. What was his left leg? Yeah, I couldn't remember. He, I think it was. I'm almost certain. Uh, no, I don't. Really, I don't guess now. But um, on his leg, on his leg, like you knew it was a knee thing, and like he had a hard time getting off the ice. Taylor Hall. I don't think there was ever like one clear cut. Like this is where it happened. Mm-hmm. Like I don't recall seeing that. And of course, Hall goes on the LTIR because he makes much more money, and it just makes the life a lot easier for Bruins management in terms of cap space. Yeah. But they said that they were, or they're, I don't know if, if how strong the language was, but implying that he could be back after this five-game road trip. Mm-hmm. And now people are like, oh, are we going to see him before the playoffs? I'm like, yeah, I definitely think before the playoffs. I don't think you see Felino before the playoffs. Because you can't have them both off LTIR. Because before Hall comes mm-hmm. back, you got to put Nick on. Otherwise, you just can't. There's not yeah, enough space. Over. But once the playoffs start as Tampa taught us, there is no cap space. It does not matter. That's crazy in its own 
way, right? That there's just no cap limit in the playoffs. Like, what is that? Why? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what the logic is. I guess it's. I now I got nothing. I guess it's if you like picked up a guy or brought up a guy because of an injury and then you bring that guy back and then that puts you over. But no cap. Yeah, I don't, I don't whatever. As the kids say no cap. Oh god. Do you want to hear something devastating for me? Yeah. I agree with Felger on something. Oh fuck. What's up? Not fully, not fully. All right. But a bit. Like I get it. Send me fuck then. What's up? What is it? Uh, so I, I don't even know how it came across my feed, but it was him talking about the Posternock extension. And like the, the the headline was I don't love it. And I was like, Oh, here we go. Um and he says, I'm gonna read some of the quote because I don't love the player, and I hope I've been consistent on this. Blah 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 blah. There's one line in particular that I really agree with them. Um And I can't find it. <laughs> the, the, the heart of his argument is that Pasta plays like a jackass. Like, mm. yes, he has the scoring touch. And he's like, and that's only cool if you win championships. He's like, Patrick Kane is the guy he brings up. He's like, he's loose with the puck, uh, loose with the puck, not good in his own end, not physical, but he wins championships. And he's like, and right now, Pasta does not win championships. He's, he thinks he's irresponsible. Him when him saying he plays like a jackass, and I was like, yeah, that's not the worst way of describing how Pasternak plays. He says half the time is how he plays it. Yeah. I, mean, I love David Pasternak. I'll play the Pasta text 10 out of 10 times. I will always feel that way. But he's so frustrating. Like, probably the most frustrating, easily the most frustrating guy in this lineup, I would have to think. And I don't know why more folks don't say it. And it sucks that Felger is the guy that we have to agree with. Right? It's I, a I'm classic s- case of the worst person you know just made a really great point. Jack even mentioned it today. He was like, he made a comment about Ben being like, I forget how we phrased it, but like, like he's like a lot of like turnovers and inopportune moments from Pasternak. Like, like you're standing Jack still calls on him, the blue. Jack calls mm-hmm. him a little bit of a fucking jackass half the time. <laughs> Pat and the quote Mike again. Felger, a little bit of a fucking jackass. Jack's and he owes on the me speed some money. Get, Jack's on the speed run to get yelled at by every player in the NHL this year. Yeah, I don't like the. I mean, the the big one today was the turnover in the blue line on the offensive blue line on the power play, where he's literally literally standing still. And Brick was like, "Unless you're Mario Lemieux, you cannot do that. Like, you cannot try to make a move on the blue line." without moving your feet at all and like he had um i don't know like there's just been a lot of turnovers with him recently and there was like almost like he had a second one but like he got bailed out Mm -hmm. Krejci was guilty of it last game against detroit both those first two goals like they had his fingerprints on it the ones for detroit yeah the first one was his turnover on the offensive blue line he made like a a little shitty pass and it got Mm -hmm. intercepted by cop and the second one, he was in the box for holding. I didn't love the holding call. Like, I get it, but it wasn't great. Mm-hmm. Um, and I try not to, like, bury a guy when the a goal is scored on the power play for their infraction. Because, like, it it happens. Um, like, it happened with Greer today. And, like, I wasn't, like, fucking Greer. That's a guy I kind of want to talk about. 
actually now that i i, I stumble into that is career yeah yeah greer has been making his himself known bro he's yes. making his presence known um he he talked a bit about it yesterday post game he was like i have like an offensive like poise to my game and like it's good to use and even monty was like i know when he's like on top of the puck i know he's on his game mm-hmm. um because like you think of greer i i think of greer as like you know fourth line body hitting hard grinding yeah but then like he does have offensive talent like i know he doesn't really have like the scoring touch but like he moves the puck well he protects the pucks very well and I just think him playing with Nosek and Hathaway has been fantastic. And I am terribly excited for that line in the playoffs. That is going to be a very, very entertaining line. I'm also very excited for Frederick in the playoffs. He's been quiet. Not bad, but quiet. Like, he hasn't had, like, a takeover a game. Like, he hasn't had, like, a big mm-hmm. goal or a huge hit. Like, he's been consistent, but not standing out. I mean, he was really standing out earlier in the year. Remember, we have an episode called the Freddy game. Yeah, yeah. He it was like mid-season. He was like probably one of the best players on the team at that time. Yeah. I bet um, he will be too. I bet he will be again. Yeah, like I, I, it's not like previous years where he like falls off and he's like a liability and just playing poorly. Like he is still playing well. Like he had a few really yeah. good passes against Detroit today. Um, like created of some really good scoring chances. They moved the puck well today in general. Boston did much better today than they did yesterday. They just couldn't finish which is another reason i'm not super concerned right now mm-hmm. that and they have 50 wins whatever and they're in the playoffs fucking whatever um yeah no i i just wanted to call it career i've been very impressed with this game as is really everybody um bergeron had a lot to say about him yesterday monty had a lot to say about him Hathaway was that when you were hanging out with bergeron yeah i mean me and my my best me and my best friend uh dude, it was cool so like in the locker room it's like you'll have like usually like one or two players in there at a time and like you can go to whoever and like talk to them and record them mm. and it worked out that when bergeron was there everyone else had gone so like all the media tends to scatter to the different people available but there was like probably like five minutes when uh i think greer was the last one in greer had gone and no one was in there to talk to yet so everybody was in front of bergeron's stall mm-hmm. just waiting for him and he came out and it was just like 20, 30 people all around him. Um, roughly around so the time weird. when someone tapped me on the shoulder and was like, excuse me, bud, just got to get around. And it was uh, Garnet Hathaway. Uh, and then I set a record in push-ups last night. Is it connected? Yes, absolutely it is. I wow. was imbued with strength. He's very nice. I don't know why that surprises me. But he seems like a very nice man. Yeah, I think I believe it because he has the scary eyes. We've talked he's about the sociopath eyes. He, his face, dude. Like, he looks like he's been through the ringer. Like, he looks like he's shell shock. He was looking right at me, and I was like, like, I couldn't blink. Like, I was, <laughs> did you learn how you die? <laughs> I learned when I die. Oh, nice. I think I need to look in Bertuzzi's it's, eyes it's, to see how I die. Like, I think it might be Orlov, bro. You might look into Orlov's not. neck. <laughs> how you die sometimes the neck stares back <laughs> sometimes neck is better um that's... Talk all and that's in the i know what you're thinking Sanch. don't go down that road uh do you have anything else here to get off your fucking chest before we tell these fans to 
Kick rocks. They, <laughs> uh, I, I briefly there was I feel like there was something else I wanted to mention, but now I'm I'm not gonna be able to recall it in time. Um, Taylor Hall did not tear his ACL, so that's there's that he did not do that. That is big, huge. In case you thought he tore his ACL, he really. In case didn't. you read on Twitter somewhere that he did, he did not. We're good. Uh, no, that's it. Uh, I, 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 I was tempted to wait till the end, like to this moment, to tell you about the tickets, but I didn't really want to wait any longer, and it came up mm. organically. It did, yeah. It was pretty perfect. Segue. Was, and it, I really had no idea. I was, I was pretty sure that that you weren't going to be able to. So, yeah. I even when you brought it up initially, I was still hammering the like, no, I, I couldn't do it. Um, yeah. But in the end, I couldn't not. I could not not. So we are going, my friend. Uh, as soon as the the date is solidified, we'll figure out the details. Unreal. Um, yeah, that, that's uh, it's all all for me. Uh, if anybody place... wants playoff tickets from Rob, send them like eight hundred bucks. That's each. a good start. It's a good start, dude. The finals are literally gonna make gonna be some money on fun- those tickets. Dude, they're all it's all getting set away to pay off for next season. Like I'm not touching any of that money. Mm-hmm. Uh, the finals, assuming that you're in the scenario, I'm actively knocking on wood right now. Um, they make it's going to be a thousand dollars a ticket. There's no way that it's not going to be approaching a thousand a ticket. Mm-hmm. And at that point, who's going? Like, who's who in Boston, other than the Seaport Yuppies, has that kind yep. of money to burn? <laughs> yeah, gorge. Yeah, I don't. I don't, I don't know. Uh, I mean, that's what sports something. are anyway, dude. I don't know. I, you know what? I would do if I had a ton of money because this matters right now. I mean, honestly, it does. Is I would buy up a bunch of seats like at ice level, like in the front two, three rows around the whole ice. And then I would give those tickets to like the biggest fans. I'd be like getting my DMs and like tell me, tell me how big of a fan you are and give those people like the front row seats. Cause like you ever see like a big goal in like the playoffs and the people in the front row like don't even stand like they were like definitely like given those tickets by their brothers yeah, yeah like it's a whatever thing yeah yeah no this is like, the worst or they flinch away from the hit or just like oh. they're wearing like a button up <laughs> what is this I would go to Sullivan's Tap House an hour before puck drop and be like you're all going every one of you is going to this game right now. <laughs> Get hey, does anybody want a ticket? I have 400. <laughs> Hello, it's me, Charlie Jacobs. Just kidding. He That'd would never cool. go to Sullivan's Tap House. He would never go I don't to TD th- Garden. I don't th- <laughs> you know what? <laughs> like, I don't think he does. Did Arr! you say Charlie? Charlie. Charlie. Chuck Jakey. Uh, yeah, no, uh, very excited for the playoffs. I'm like kind of mentally ready for it. Like, like I, you don't want to wish away the season, but when you know, it's load management for the rest of the year for the most part. And like, it's more a formality than anything. Like Mm -hmm. the next game that really matters is game one. What if you want to think about it that way? The next game that significantly matters to this team is game one. Yeah. Well, you also might have a, a preview against your game one opponent between now and then. Your Ottawa Senators. Yeah, it's uh. Don't play the sense again, which yeah, is it's, pretty it's, funny. I think no, it's they gonna do, be the yeah. in the first round. I'm not worried. 
The only one who worries me is Ottawa because they're just chaotic. But that's really it for me. All right. How about you? Uh, no, I got to get out of here. Thanks, everybody, for hanging out with us. As always, uh, we, we will try and be more consistent about releasing episodes. We're going We're going to go yeah. for two a week. Yeah. We'll see. This one, I'm not going to drop this one until a little bit later today, just so oh. you know. Oh, okay. <laughs> Take your time. Dick. Thanks for putting up with me, dude. You know what, Joe? What? Thanks for bearing with me. Yeah, you. Come here. Give me a kiss.